Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis. This is episode 25, and today we are going to be talking about something that I get asked a lot, um, and that is the subject of what does healthy mean? Like, what does it really mean to be healthy? It's something we say all the time. You see it everywhere, but I really struggle with this because I feel like healthy, that word in general, has kind of been hijacked. It's been hijacked by society in general. It's been hijacked by diet culture. It's been been hijacked by the online world, by diet, diets in general, by diet plans. Um, It's just been hijacked and totally overused and honestly, not really used in the sense that I think it's personally supposed to be used. Um, most people associate with healthy with uh, associate healthy with food. So healthy means more than food. And if you know me and you've been following me and you've been listening to anything that I've said, you'll know that I constantly say that healthy is a combination of body and mind. It is not just what you eat. It is not just your mental health. It is a perfect balance between the two. And I say perfect very loosely because I don't believe we're ever really kind of perfect. Um, that's just kind of my opinion. But healthy actually, I did some digging and there is an actual definition. Believe it or not, the definition is by the World Health Organization. And those of you that are listening to this, especially right now, know that the World Health Organization has been in the topic of conversation so many times lately with this whole COVID-19 pandemic, but they actually defined the word back in 1948, and they defined it as the not just the absence of disease, but an overall state between physical, mental, and social well-being. They talk about the combination of all of those things, and When I read this, it really hit me and I was like, you know what? This is what I've been saying. It's not just just not being sick. It's not just putting healthy, wholesome foods into your body. It's the combination of everything. And I really, truly live this. I really, truly believe this. I have been working with a functional medicine doctor for, gosh, what? Maybe almost six months now. Has it been that long, Dr. Nicole, if you're listening? Um, She is amazing. I actually have a podcast episode with her if you want to go back and um, listen to that. Uh, We talk a lot about how emotional well-being can actually cause physical symptoms. And this is kind of an Eastern philosophy as far as um, medicine goes. But they talk a lot about how when we feel things emotionally and we don't deal with them correctly, we do build proteins in different parts of our body depending on the type of emotional stress that we're going through. And I probably didn't get the details of that right. Sorry, Nicole. Um, But generally, that's the idea. So I've really, I've been truly living this and dealing with both my emotional and physical health for a while now. Um, 
you'd think that I was, you know, the healthiest person there. You know, I'm, I create plant-based recipes. I, you know, try and live a healthy-ish life. But the reality is that my mental health especially and my physical health as I got older has been changing. So what, let's, let's take a step back and talk a little bit about um, eating, okay? Because that's like the big part that people I think believe healthy is. And I really believe in the balance between the two. But healthy eating. So our health revolves around so many different diets. You know, there's keto, keto, however you say it, paleo, um, vegan, you should do intermittent fasting, you should eat raw diet. There's so many different things that we talk about when it comes to food. And everyone thinks that their way is the best. Um, Yes, I create plant-based recipes. I have a website that is centered around plant-based content. And the reason that I have that is because if you know my story, we had to change our health due, I mean, sorry, we had to change our diet due to my husband's health. This was back in 2012. He had some heart issues and he was seeing a cardiologist who suggested he start eating a plant-based diet to help his heart health. He had really high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and his um, medication wasn't working anymore. It had stopped working. So... You know, the doctor told him, like, you know, we can find another med, we can up your meds, or, you know, if you really want a real life transformation, this is what I suggest. And so my husband watched a documentary and decided that's what he wanted to do. And so I did a complete overhaul of our eating. We were what we thought healthy before. You know, we didn't live on fast food or anything like that. We ate vegetables, um, we ate meat, but we like grilled our meat. We didn't fry it, you know, at home. And we had generally a healthy, what I considered healthy life. But the problem is, is that healthy means something different for everybody. It means something different when it comes to your diet, especially. And for my husband, healthy meant plant-based food. That's what he needed. That's what his body needed. Within three months, he had completely cured himself. You know, the doctor checked him and said, you're great. You know, we were following the advice of a doctor. So anytime you make a major change, make sure you're talking to your certified licensed professional. Um, But that's what was healthy for him. That's what got him on the right track. Well, fast forward to me, um, the last couple years is I've been going through some body changes. I've, I'm only 43 years old, but I started um, hitting menopause early. We don't know why. It could potentially have be connected to the fact that I struggled to get pregnant. My hormones were totally off back in my, you know, late 20s, early 30s when I had um, my first child. And then they got, they fixed themselves, I guess you can say. And then they kind of went Ari again. And my body's totally changed. Um, I haven't been able to digest things that I had previously been able to digest. Some of these plant-based foods that are considered healthy. I also found out when I started working with Dr. Nicole, my functional medicine doctor, that I can't do gluten. So I have had to do an overhaul of my diet as well lately. Um, I don't do any gluten anymore. I avoid it like the plague because the, when I first started the no gluten thing, it was a game changer. And then I kind of got lackadaisical when I was on vacation once and came back to a full gluten attack feeling like crap. Um, I've had accidental gluten doses from things I didn't really think about. Um, now I'm overly careful because it really doesn't do well with my body. Um, there's definitely other things going on we haven't put our finger on yet. But I know that I can't eat as many beans anymore. And my body's craving things that are not plant-based foods. And so 
instead of fighting that, instead of causing, you know, mental stress when it comes to, you know, what it is I should, quote unquote, should and shouldn't eat, I've just been kind of going with it. I've been intuitively listening to my body and and giving it what it needs and I slowly am feeling so much better. And this is what healthy means. If you're following a specific diet and it brings you stress at times, your mental health is not being taken care of. Your physical health might be, but your mental health is not. And it's such a combination of those two things that bring us closer to overall health. I strongly believe that. Um, I am still mostly plant-based. I still create only plant-based recipes because that's what I love and crave most of the time. But once in a while, I crave other things and um, I eat them. Same with my kids. Um, That's a whole other topic. I will talk about that in another episode. But we kind of let our kids explore food for their own. Um, We we eat, you know, my plant-based dinners at home. And when they go out, I let them do what they want. Um, Sometimes we'll have people over and eat whatever. Not a big deal. We don't stress about it. My husband, though, is probably the most plant-based out of all of us because that is what's best for his health, and so he does not veer much from that. He will have dairy eggs sometimes, um, doesn't really stress too much about that, but he doesn't need any meat ever because um, that's just not what's good for him, and we're also different. So healthy means something different for everybody, you guys. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, so as we talk about our physical health with what we put into our bodies. We're also talking about exercise. How are we moving every day? Some people are marathon runners. Runners. Some people do yoga. Some people just walk. It Again, we're totally different with everything that we do. Uh, it's not just about one thing is best for everybody. I know people that do CrossFit that swear that's the best thing for you. And I know people that fully just do yoga and say that's the best thing for you. I personally am a little bit of everything type of person. I'm mostly a yoga person. I'd really like the um, power yogas and those that, you know, push me to my, you know, athletic limits. But I throw in other things. I have a Peloton. I do cycling. Um, I run sometimes. I do boot camp sometimes. But generally, my workouts um, need yoga. And the funny thing about that is it brings in my mental health when I do that. And that's why I know that my body has is learning how to really crave overall health because when I don't do yoga for a while, I crave it. My body craves it. And I've learned a lot how to listen to my body. And some of that comes from the fact that I went through fertility for two to three years. I think it was three years. I think like two and a half. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But I went through a lot of fertility. I went through three IUIs, four IVFs, multiple surgeries, things like that. Um, And part of that learning process was really learning to listen to your body and to feel things. And I could feel when I was ovulating. I mean, it was crazy the things that I was able to feel. And I was so intuitive about it. And I really think that's helped me as far as like intuitively listening to what I need. I can tell after a vacation full of fries, cookies, and uh, cocktails that my body craves the greens, the, the smoothies, the juices that I make. And my body craves that. I don't do that because I feel like I have to. I do that because that's what my body wants. When it comes to exercise, if I don't exercise, I'd say I can probably go like two to three days in a row with like being sedentary and then I need to get up and move. My body craves that. If I don't do yoga for a week, my body needs my yoga. It craves that. So 
getting yourself to a place of equilibrium, meaning, you know, you've kind of evened out um, with all of your mental, physical well-being, as you go in life and find that tug of the back and forth of, you know, those fries, the sedentary life, the, you know, whatever it is, your body will start to crave those things and will tell you what it needs to get back to that equilibrium balance. And this kind of brings me to the next topic, which is that I think healthy is a continuum. It is not something that I think we ever really reach. I think that it's a very back and forth dance um, with life. And there's this ultimate goal of, of your ultimate health. But I think we're just constantly striving to that. I don't think that we ever really reach that. I know people claim to, but I just tend to disagree. I think that life throws things at us. You know, every morning that we wake up, we, we face a different day. Whether it's the decisions we have to make for that day that might bring on extra stress. Maybe we get injured and then we can't move as like we used to. Um, maybe it's the food that we're going to make for dinner um, and we're tired so we order a pizza. Uh, Maybe it's the relationships. I mean, right now, I'm home with my husband and my three kids all the time. My kids do go to hybrid school, um, but I don't have a single day without kids because they're split up. So the relationships, you know, they toggle up and down by the hour, by the minute sometimes. So that's another stress that, you know, we go through. We have illness. We have emergencies. So one day, you might be feeling like you're top of the world in your mental and physical well-being. Um, And then the next day, you might feel like you were hit by a bus. And that's totally normal. That doesn't mean you're unhealthy. That just means it's like the whole, you know, one step back, two steps forward situation. And as long as we are moving more forward than we are backwards, I think that is when you know you're healthy. I think that you know you're healthy when it's a mostly forward process and you are not moving backwards all the time. Now, we are going to move backwards sometimes. Like I said, life throws things at us and it's an up and down, but that's okay. It's how you learn to react to that situation that's going to help you propel you forward again. So part of being healthy is knowing how to deal with things. For example, if like for me, I can't eat gluten. If I go to a party and there isn't anything for me to eat, I have to learn how to deal with that because that can affect my mental health. If I eat the gluten, it'll affect my physical health and my mental health probably will be okay because I can eat. I'm hungry. I can be involved. But if I don't eat and my and I don't succumb to the pressure of whatever is there, then I'm starving. And so it's a two-way street with being able to deal with situations, be prepared with situations, whatever it means, whether it's food-related or relationship-related or socially or mentally or whatever, it's learning how to deal with those things. So when you learn how to roll things, you know, just roll the punches and go with things, your mental health learns to adapt and learns to function better and learns to deal with situations better. One thing for me, and I'm going to talk about this actually in another episode, is I have really learned to deal with my anxiety through yoga and meditation. Um, That has helped me so much. And so that is me taking care of my mental health. Now, as we talk about food again, another way that personally I do take care of my mental health is if I'm having a, a rough day, 
like this week has been rough, I might curl up on the couch with a giant bowl of ice cream and call it a day. And that is okay. That's totally fine. That's fine for you to do. You should do that because the comfort and the happy feels I get from eating something I love, if it's not nutritious, wholesome, giving me any nutrients at all, I don't care. It makes me feel good. And when you feel good, your body releases these happy pheromones and it really helps your mental health. So that instance, you know, may not be helping my physical health, but it's helping my mental health. And therefore I'm taking a step forward towards the ultimate health. It's one thing to live on ice cream every single day. It's another thing to allow yourself to enjoy it. So if you're listening to this and you've thought to yourself, oh, I can't have that ice cream because it's bad or, you know, it's not part of my diet or whatever it is, take a step back. Eat your ice cream. Take care of your mental health. It's really, really, really important. One thing that boggles my mind, actually, I was thinking about this the other day, is that we go to check in with our doctor, which is an important thing to do for your physical health. You know, go get your levels tested, all that stuff. We check in with our doctor. I check in at least once a year to do all my blood work and all that. I don't go because I'm sick. I go just to check in, right? To make sure my body is at the right levels. And so many people do that. But you know what a lot of people don't do? They don't check in with a mental health doctor when they're not in a state of need. You only go to mental health doctors, to therapists, to counselors when you need help. It sounds crazy that I'm saying this and some of you are going to be like, well, of course I do. That's what they're there for. Yeah, but what about a check-in with your mental health? Has anybody ever thought of that? Um, I say this because my husband and I, we have gone to couples therapy for um, a really long time. There was a situation that happened, family situation, and we went to get some support to get through it. Um, not only did it support us to get through it, but we actually really liked going. We were able to talk through so many things as a couple and we noticed our relationship grow stronger. So we continue to go. Now we don't go very often anymore. We go, you know, every once in a while just to kind of check in, you know, and it's really, I look at it as a mental health checkup, kind of like your physical health checkup. So I think that normalizing things like this would be so helpful for society. We have so many issues, mental health especially, that having these check-ins with both a physical and a mental health practitioner would be so important. You know, our insurance gives us, you know, FSA money, um, our HSA money, whatever it is that you have. There's both. If you don't know what it is, um, look it up. It's money towards that you can use towards medical expenses. His, my husband's job gives us that if we go to the doctor to get our biometric screening, which is like our yearly checkup. We get money for that. We don't get money to go get a healthy checkup for our mental well-being. And I think that's crazy. And I really think that that's something that would be so good for us. Um, Sorry, just a little rant on the side of that. But part of the mental health, uh, especially one thing I was thinking of is that, you know, there is a crisis in America right now when it comes to technology. While technology has been awesome, has brought us so many things, it's also really, really affected the mental health of our country, especially that of young adults and teens. I've been reading some some facts and some research about it lately, and it's insane. You know, when I grew up, I mean, we had just those old school, um, we had dial phones, 
and we, I, we did have some push button ones and then I do remember when cordless phones came out it was like amazing oh my gosh but we didn't have the technology I mean I remember when I was I think in fifth or sixth grade was when the very first Nintendo came out and it was crazy like it was so bad but we you know of course we got it for Christmas one year and my mom used to chase us out of the house she let us play that thing for maybe an hour max and then she'd literally chase us out of the house and say go away until it's dark go play and I feel like I'm doing the same thing with my kids now but it's so much harder because they are surrounded by technology screens left and right and yeah they each have iPads because we've traveled across you know the world before when we went to Greece and you know we wanted individual devices for each of them but we also monitor it because I actually notice my kids going cuckoo pants when they are on screens too often and so reading the research it's actually real there is research that shows that too much exposure to screens can actually physically change a child's brain it's insane if you read it um it also has affected the mental health of um, young teens and adults and the rise of depression and suicide is insane so much of it has to do with the online social media and the attraction to getting likes for your self-worth and body image and having to look a certain way and the bullying the cyberbullying i mean all that stuff really affects our overall health and it's something we kind of forget is that technology has brought us great things um but when it comes to hey are you healthy you've got to check in with your technology health as well because that's a huge part of it. I know that my anxiety peaks when I'm exposed to the online world too much. Like especially right now, I'm taping this while we're going through um, an election. It's insane. I'm not a political person. I'm actually not affiliated with any political party. And I vote on the issues at hand. But I cannot go online right now for very long. The, the political drama and the terrible humanity that I've seen just really gives me anxiety and so I actually stay away from it I don't watch anything I don't listen to anything I don't do anything and I know my mental health needs a break from everything I can feel it inside so when we ask ourselves are we overall healthy check in with that check in with your screen health your social media um it's also like being able to access information like we you know have never been able to before you can access anything now online instant access to things something happens it is published on it in you know social media on a tweet and the news online whatever within like minutes you can't get away from it you know people can't get away from it so it's really important that we think about all these things when we talk about our overall health um, some strategies for me when it comes to mental health and um, social media is and also for my children this is kind of for everybody, is I definitely take screen breaks. You know, I'll go off. I've been starting to get off of my business accounts socially um, online on the weekends. It really is a great time for me to be present, be there with my kids, my family. Um, so important to take social media breaks. My kids take screen breaks. We can tell when they need them. We just take them away and we're like, nope, you're not getting them for a while. Um, we definitely try and encourage outside play if it's nice outside. We're like, nope, you're not getting on your screen because they're on screens for school. So it's, there's so many screens right now. 
um, which I'm not against. I really do think my kids need to know technology for the sake of their future, but there's so much technology that, that they need during the day. Um, I would suggest that if you have kids old enough to be on their own social media, uh, first of all, make sure developmentally they're ready for that. I know that, you know, my oldest has anxiety like me, and I don't know if and when we're ever going to let them be on social media. It is not good for kids with anxiety at all. It's not good for, in general, for kids. Um, Just the craziness on there. But different kids can deal with these things differently for sure. So make sure that you're listening to your child, paying attention to see if any behavior changes, things like that. Limit their social media and screen time. There is a, a way to put minutes like how long they've been using each app have them look at it look at that at the end of every week I bet that if they were to see it they might be shocked at how long they're spending online also make sure to follow your child's social media accounts check in be present with them you guys I being an online influencer I have seen stuff that I am just disgusted by which is why it makes me not want my kids to be on social media at all it is awful I mean, what goes on on there? So especially with young women, like be in charge of that. Make sure you're following it. Make sure that you're listening to your kids, watching what they're doing. There really is no magic pill for overall health. There are so many things we need to think about when it comes to our overall health, so much more than just what we put into our body. And I know that people just want the quick fix, which is why all these diet programs and all that stuff work so well. Um, but the bottom line is, is there isn't. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to be moving in a forward motion towards that ultimate health goal. It's not just something that is going to be easy. You know, you're going to go up and down. It's going to be a roller coaster. You're going to oscillate between falling and picking yourself back up. And that's totally normal. And don't let that deter you from keep on keeping on. Um, I hope this was helpful. Uh, I hope I didn't rant too much. Um, I just, I'm so passionate about this and the fact that, you know, you don't have to do what other people tell you to do online. You don't have to be a certain way. You don't have to eat a certain way. You don't have to look a certain way. It's really looking inside and turning internally to see what it is that's best for you, you and only you, both physically, mentally, socially, in all the ways. And, um, if you're interested, I have a free guide for healthcare tips. You can get it in the show notes. You just click on the button and you'll be able to sign up. Just a few things that I do to help keep my equilibrium going with my physical and mental health, um, all that stuff. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope my little free tips help. And make sure to join us next time because we are going to be talking to an amazing guest on one big part of our health that so many of us really aren't doing well and that is the topic of sleep and she has this tip that is going to help you sleep i'm so excited to share this episode with you um it's amazing so make sure you tune in thanks you guys i appreciate you all so much and i'm so happy that you're here and until next time